0: In this episode, we're going to be talking about solving clients' problems, when you should be doing it, and really kind of how you should, if it was me, how I would approach this. It's something that I think many mortgage brokers get confused on. They get a little bit frustrated with it. I actually think a lot of them are, you're you're devaluing your proposition when you go about this in the wrong way. And so I wanted to just unpack it. I got this idea while I was on the treadmill. So we're going to um, do that in this episode right now. You're listening to the Mortgage Marketing Podcast with Ash Borland. The show that helps mortgage brokers create impact and income by mastering content marketing. Let's Let's dive dive straight straight into into it. it. So let's talk about this idea of do not solve your customers' problems, their mortgage problems, until they have instructed you. That is the overarching theme of this episode, and um, that is a it's, it's something that I did when I was a broker. Right at the end, I only really kind of got the balls to do this right at the end of the process. But I wish I had done it way way sooner. Um, and now I, I very much do that now as as a consultant, and I very much advise my advisors and brokers to do the same. And that is, like I said, just to reiterate that the the point before we go into it and to dive and unpack it, that is do not solve your client's problems until they have instructed you. Now, first thing to point out, let's talk about instructed. What do I mean by that? Well, I am a big believer that you, first of all, you're not a comparison site. As a mortgage broker, mortgage advisor, mortgage consultant, mortgage specialist, whatever it is you want to call yourself, you are not a comparison site. You are an expert. And you need to approach yourself as an expert. You need to make your customer, the person sat in front of you, know you're an expert. And so one of the worst things I see advisors do is give all their advice away. And then, now don't be wrong, the information should be out there. There's a difference between information and advice. Information is just information. There's this and 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 there's this. And there's this, and there's this. Advice is the the application and or, or the potential proposed application of how that would work for their specific circumstance that is where the value is that is where the value is and that is what they are paying for they're not paying for a great rate this is again another fallacy within the mortgage industry that that is where like they're not paying for the best rate or you know they're paying for advice they're paying for you know they're paying for that that thing that the FCA have. Um, but when you do it, you're accountable and liable for the advice you gave. If they go direct, then then you're not, then they're not. They're paying for that security, that peace of mind to know that someone who knows what they're doing has said this is the right thing to do, and they've recommended that you've you've advised them. It's in the title. It's mortgage advice, and yet. We give we often, I see advisors, often give away the thing that is the most valuable to them. It's not the sourcing site or the rates or the speed or any of that. It's the advice. And so don't solve your customer's problems in the first appointment because all you've done is quickly got to the end result. What you want to do is demonstrate that you have come up against problems like this in the past you do this with lots, you can do loads of like NLP, behavioral psychology, or ch- but you can do all of that. I mean, realistically, just say, oh, is this a situation you've been in. Yes, I had seen some of the people. One thing they could have done is this, this might be a good idea. One thing that's very, very good, and I actually say this to my people um, who come on discovery calls with me, my goal of a discovery call is to show you all the options that are available to you. That's the thing you want to look at with this, is with your with my discovery calls, when I have brokers come on and call with me, the goal is to understand their problem, to, to do a diagnosis. So that's the most thing. You're looking at diagnosis of their situation. Think of it in doctor's speech, to do a diagnosis of their situation, and then to present the way that I present. I don't actually present. I then like offer, not even offer. It's not, it's not even offer. What's the right word? I'm trying to think of the right word to say. It's not even offer. It's effectively put forward multiple different options on a surface level that could be done. Not that I recommend they're done, but they could be done. And why do I do that? Because you're trying to show people there's multiple different choices. You can go down, you can try and do them yourself. But then if you work with me, I'm going to take you down the one I know you should go down. And I'm going to do a proper then work up on what you do and, and give you the advice I would recommend. But don't give away the advice in the call for free because the advice is the bit that's expensive. They can Google. So this is this is what I mean. It's so massive. So instead, think about this as an advisor. Are you, and I used to this, how I did this actually when I was a mortgage broker is how I would do it was I would give them an hour. I'd say, you've got an hour discovery call with me. It's the same as I do know. you got an hour discovery call with me. In this, I'll answer any questions you have about your, the mortgage process. And I would, you know, ask them and I would not see their documentation. I would not see the documentation on purpose. I'd ask them to bring their ID. Um, and I'd ask them to bring pay slips if they, if they were not on. Um, yeah. I just, I, sometimes I say bring pay slips if you like, you know, I would, but I wouldn't take them. And I would make notes on a piece of paper. I never would. I didn't even make notes on the um, on on like the fat find in that call. And I would say to people, I'm not going to keep these notes because GDPR. You're not my client at this current point in time, and I only keep information of my clients. And so um, I'm just going to make notes, and I'll give you a broad idea of what's going on. If you want to then work with me, you need to instruct me as your broker, and I will then require all the rent the, the documentation. And those documentation is going to get, allow me to give you a detailed, a, a detailed and specific um, recommendation and, and advice for your situation. But I would never do that in the initial call, because that's the value. And if you notice, I use the word instruct, and I said this at the beginning that I use the word instruct because instruct is is what they're doing. They might not pay you a fee at this point. And again, we've had people talk about these different things, different types. They might not pay you a fee; they might just instruct you. Now, how we would instruct—I used to do um, agree before I really went into fee. I did, I did eventually charge on instruction, but um, I did charge a partial fee on instruction um, eventually once I'd got the balls to do it. But at the beginning and for a long, quite a while, I would get people to sign what I call an what we called an ATP that was an authority to proceed. In other words, I, and, and you'd say, look, this is you, you're saying you're going to work with me. This is the fee. You know how much it's going to be. You And you sign to say that you, I have the authority to proceed on your behalf. And what's quite funny is people will say, well, Ash, you don't need that. It's not about what you need. It's about how you position yourself. You don't need it for the FCA, but does your process need it? I got to the point, and I learned this from an amazing advisor that did this, that he was like, I'm not going to proceed until I have a written confirmation that you understand exactly what I've said, that I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, this is what my fee is. And he said, I just do that. He said, because it's authoritative. We both know, we've both got on a, We've both got a contract there, this is what it is, and it's called an authority to proceed. And I would then, after my, I'd give a free call, no obligation, and after that call, if you want to go, like, and for me it wasn't a call, it was a face-to-face or Zooms, because um, I'd always want to see my my people in the face. like. If you, you know, after that, I would make sure that every single time um, after that point, there was no contact after that. If you've got co- they give me a call. Ash, can I ask you a question? You haven't signed the ATP. So once you sign the ATP and you agree to go ahead with me, I'll work with you. That's literally how aggressive I would be with it. Pardon the interruption, but we wanted to make sure that you follow Ash on Instagram for exclusive and behind the scenes content. Now, back to the show. Now, I would hear many advisors say to me at that point, and he would now, is they'll go, oh, well, you can't do that, you can't do that. Do you know what? You can do whatever you want. And the client, you are the expert, you are the, the, the practitioner in the space, you are the advisor, and if you know your value and present your value, what's quite funny is clients will actually like it. I had no, I had a few negatives, actually. I'd say no, it's a lie. I had a few, but very few in comparison to what... um what I like like the, the result because the reality is people are coming to you if, they, if they're the right if they're the right of client for you they're coming to you for the that advice and so they want you to take control so take control and be very strict with it it kind of all falls in line with the pricing rules we've spoken about on the show many times all this stuff is very repetitive because it's about understanding that it works um, but I definitely it is all around knowing your value I would never if I was a broker solve the their problem in that first call um, because, and we, I think we think that, 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 that we should, what you really want to do is, and, and actually it's one of the, the, one of the, um, worst like breakdowns of trust is getting to the answer too quick. That is actually one of the biggest breakdowns of trust from a behavioral psychology point of view is actually like, r- people don't like it. If you get to the answer, if It's like, I've got this situation. Yeah, cool. You do this, 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 and this. Then they're like, oh, okay. People want to feel heard, spend the hour, get to know them understand their situation, get that diagnosis. You know, you're doing that diagnosis of what it is. And then from that diagnosis, you're then able to say, here are a couple of options I would potentially have, here are a couple of options that would be could be available to you, being a tracker for this, fixed rate for this. And they say, what do you recommend? And I said, well, I'd have to look at your documentation and know a little bit more about you. If you want to go ahead and work together, then we can definitely um, do that. But, but there are a lot of options available to you. It's that type of language the same thing you're doing just doing the right language if you do that right you'll absolutely smash it i promise you just start focusing on seeing yourself as the as a real expert and not just a comparison site you've been listening to the mortgage marketing podcast with ash borland if you've enjoyed the show then be sure to leave a review and share it with a friend right now